Behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of this city, part of a vast system of barriers that divides the entire continent of Europe. Those barriers cut across Germany in a gash of barbed wire, concrete, dog runs, and guard towers. Farther south, there may be no visible, no obvious wall, but there remain armed guards and checkpoints all the same. Still a restriction on the right to travel. Still an instrument to impose upon ordinary men and women the will of a totalitarian state. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Here comes the rundown. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey, I've got some fast facts for you here that I thought might be good to go through. I like fast facts. Michael Phelps has more Summer Olympic gold medals than 80% of countries in history, even when taking into account countries that no longer exist. 80%. One guy, yeah. Ton of medals. Nolan Ryan is the only pitcher to have struck out seven pairs of fathers and sons. Whoa. And on my Twitter feed today, I didn't plan this, but I saw Nolan Ryan, the video or the highlight of him, pitching his seventh no-hitter. Seven, man. That's crazy. And the caption said, records were meant to be broken, but they weren't talking about this record. Yeah. No. That's seven, crazy. That's insane. Seven pairs of fathers and sons and seven no hitters. That's a long pitching career. Grand Theft Auto Five cost two hundred and sixty-five million dollars to make, which was the largest budget of any video game at that time. But mm-hmm. turned around and made one billion in its first seventy-two hours. Yeah, and they haven't put out anything since. I'm in the wrong business. All I do is pay out money on my credit card bill, mm-hmm. and in any given seventy-two hours, I'm not making that ratio of two sixty-five million to one billion. I gave them some of that money. I bet you did. I did. GTA 5. I, back in a former life, I was the guy uh, on those police videos that gave them the idea for that game. Yeah. Out of the top 30 100-meter sprint times, I presume in the Olympics, it doesn't say, but out of right. the top 30 100-meter sprint times, only nine were run by athletes not associated with doping. Nine out of, would you say, 30? Nine out of 30 wow. of the top of okay. the record breakers. Right. Do you know who those nine were? They can't all be the same person. Usain yeah. Bolt. Really? Wow. Yeah. Of the top 30, nine were run by athletes not associated with doping. And all nine all are by Usain Bolt. That's crazy. It's nuts. Personality has a larger effect on success than IQ. Research shows only 1% to 2% of your income on average is derived from your IQ. The rest 
is based on your personality. Wow. I better get a better personality. <laughs> I thought it was all just my brains that was where, making this happen. Where do they sell personalities? This show is brought to you by the Human Charger. The Human Charger. The Human Charger, the sun in your pocket. I've had my Human Charger for a couple of years now, and when you put the white light with blue infused light, LED earbuds into your ears, it gives your brain the same perception as looking at the sun. You mm. can stick them up your nose as well. Right. Seriously, though, guys, I mean, this is awesome. I can't believe it took the great creators over at Valky so many years since, you know, the creation of light to come up with this. Basically, the light just goes down through your ear canals when your photoreceptor proteins on your brain hit that light. When the light hits it, it does have the same color spectrum as the sun, Mm -hmm. and it gives you a very quick wake up and really just helps you motor through the day. So pound less caffeine, have less drowsiness during the day. Mm. I mean, most people tuning into the Success 101 podcast are in high performance or peak performance type roles. We're in an activity-based business, guys. You've got to keep rolling forward. What better tool to use rather than pounding more caffeine or taking whatever substances you guys are taking out there to keep on your game? Stick these things in your ear after a 12-minute session. You are good to go. So head to success101podcast.com forward slash human charger. Don't forget at checkout to put success101 in the checkout code. That's going to let them know that we sent you there. You're going to grab 20% off of this amazing device. And I cannot wait for you guys to get it and let me know what you think. I've had tons of reports since I started using this. And most of the reports, Bo, as you can imagine, are people saying, hey, I thought this was a gimmick. You believed in it so much, though, I decided to go try it, read some reviews on it. I got it. And man, it works. Yeah. Isn't that how Superman gets his energy, too, from the sun? He does. But it just took the guys over at Valky to package it in this little tiny device that you stick in your ears and or nose. This show is also brought to you guys by Ample. The wonderful meal in the bottle that my good friends at Ample have put together. If you want to use the human charger to get charged up, that's great. Do that. But if you want to get out the door fast in the mornings or over lunch or in the evening or whenever I use mine in the mornings, if you want a quick pick me up, use the human charger. If you want to just absolutely nourish your brain and body in some of the highest quality ingredients in the world, but don't want to have to worry with chopping and blending and anything else that comes along with that. That's me. Grab an Ample. Ample. Ample a day keeps the doctor away. That's right. I've been using Ample for a while, and I've been using milk pretty much the entire time. I don't like water. I'll just be honest. Yeah. But the milk changes it. tasteless. It it is just tasteless. Yeah, it is. But the milk changes it. Milk's good. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to stay away from too much sugar and you don't like milk, just suck it up, drink water. But they showed the other day putting some cold brew coffee in this thing as well. What did you, you put can in use. like uh, a Bloody Mary? Yeah, I'm thinking all the other bad stuff in a Bloody Mary is probably going to cancel it out. Well, uh, or so, it might balance it out to where it's yeah. like you never had the Bloody Mary. Right. So you're not going to get all the positive benefits. But you won't get any negative either. You're back to zero. Right. You zero so you out. enjoy that Bloody Mary, but have all the goodness of Ample. Oh, so it's just, okay, it's just zeroing it out. Yeah, and, and the ingredients are just, they're unbelievable. High-quality fats, clean-burning carbohydrates, probiotics, prebiotics, a lot of fiber in there, good fiber, a lot of clean-burning things for your brain and body. But here's the deal. You've got to make sure you head to success101podcast.com forward slash Ample. That's A-M-P-L-E. Go to the checkout section, put Success 101 to let them know that we sent you over there. You're going to snag 15% off your order, and you can do this in a 400 or 600 calorie shake. Some of you CrossFitters out there that ride in from time to time, you probably want to get the 600. Somebody that sits around all day like Bo, you might want to drink just half of it and get 200 calories. I'll space it out throughout the day. Yeah, that'd be good for you to do that. No, it's it's awesome. And the ingredients are, like I said, from all around the world, super quality. Success101podcast.com forward slash ample. Put that code in there, Success101 at checkout, so they know we sent you guys over. Also, lastly, my book is still available in the U.S., 
for just the shipping cost. We've been selling these things like crazy since I've announced it on the podcast in the past. But if you guys want to grab the vision building manual with the five components for really showing you guys how to make 2018 amazing from a goal setting standpoint, grab my book From Success to Significance. The team's made it super easy. If you're in the U.S., you're only going to pay the shipping cost by heading to success101podcast.com forward slash book and entering success101 in the promo code. If you're not in the U.S., then you're going to grab the ebook reader, success101podcast.com forward slash book. You'll grab your copy there. And can't wait to hear from you guys that are going through it because the stories that have come back have been awesome. If you guys would like to connect with us, please shoot our team an email at info at success101podcast.com or you can catch Bo and I in the world of social media on the Facebook Success 101 Podcast page, on Instagram for me under the name at success101podcast or on Twitter under the name at Warren Jared. And guys, you know, for me on Twitter at Bodacious2691 and then on Instagram, Bo underscore Coleman. So Jared, I got a story for you today. What would a podcast with Bo be without a story? Well, wouldn't be a podcast. Yeah, I'd probably just ask you to leave. Good thing you don't have to. Yeah, at some, at some point I am going to ask you just because we say this every week and I don't. <laughs> I'm just going to say, dude, just get out of here. And then I'll just finish it up on my own. Well, good luck because you don't have the information I do. August 13th, 1961. 1961, okay. The German Democratic Republic completed construction of the Berlin Wall. Man, I'm not making this up. We did not plan this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm watching right now on Netflix the series, the 80s, mm-hmm. the, the docuseries or documentary. Last night, I kid you not, the whole episode was on Reagan, his relationship oh. with the communist parties right. that be and the Berlin Wall. So at the very end of that episode, I just very saw fitting. last night they were breaking through it and moving Man. on over to the other side. So just for uh, general background, the wall basically divided the city of Berlin in half, both physically and ideologically. After World War II, Germany was split into four regions between the four allied powers. East Germany would go to the Soviet Union, while the western part went to the United States, Great Britain, and France. Even though Berlin was located entirely within the Soviet part of the country, the city would be split into four sectors in the same way. And it really sucks because the UK got the smallest portion of that. So yes. they really screwed over Churchill in those uh, those negotiations because both Roosevelt and Truman, they knew that Russia was the greater superpower. So they better like be on their best behavior with yeah. them. So they were giving them more things than the UK. Yeah. And then they turned around and called uh, the Soviet Union the axis of evil yeah, after that. Of, so kind yeah. of bit them in the a end. A little wishy-washy. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stalin. I mean. Oh, yeah. Nah. So after like, you know, a few years, the non-Soviet territories, the three of them, they combined to become one territory, which basically made, you know, like a Western culture versus a Soviet culture. I'm just trying to think of today's time if you did that and like one was part of the West and one was not like how many more cool things we would be able to do than the other side. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's actually a lot of the thinking that went behind it because after this happened, over the next few years, 3.5 million people left the Soviet Union region to go to the Western Yeah, side. right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I keep looking over the wall and I see a golden arches and I see a best of us. Who the Griesensagen? Basically to save themselves. We have nothing but rocks over here. I cut a lima bean four ways from my family last night. Rocks and vodka. To save themselves further embarrassment, the Soviets believed it would be a great idea to just cage everybody into the eastern side, so they basically built a wall. And no, for, yeah, force power is always the best yeah. option. History has shown. Exactly, because the wall went up over time. One day they just decided that nobody could get in or out. I'm thinking like the people that like went over and like did something else on the other side and then just couldn't get back. Hey, Mom, can I go spend the night at Jimmy's house tonight? Sure, just be back tomorrow by 8. Well, see you in 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. 
I'm a grown man. <laughs> he is. He is. He's a grown man. Adopted. Got his own job. Family. Get your grandkids. So the wall went up to keep people in. It's kind of the opposite of what Trump's t- trying to accomplish with his wall around the border. Mr. Trump, tear down that wall. <laughs> so our first hero enters the story. Ingo Bethke. Hey. Ingo Bethke of East Germany was seven years old when the wall went up. Now, his parents worked in the GDR's Ministry of Interior, so they were like police officers, basically, hardcore police yeah. officers. They were extremely supportive of the regime. GDR? I thought that was a rap label. I thought so, too. But it is short for the German Democratic Republic that I mentioned earlier. We're just going to call it GDR going forward. We're going to put up the wall. You try to cross and we'll shoot you all. Little Ingo, he wanted more in life. He wished to travel and see the world. I want to see those golden arches over there. Voice is very deep for a seven-year-old. I mean, the crazy thing is people don't know that we've got these special mics that we spent $3,000 on that translate from German to English. We're doing this entire podcast in German. It's entirely in Deutsche. I mean, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can probably tell that our mouth is not moving the same way that our audio is coming out of this thing, which is actually really cool. That's right. Ingo was the oldest of three brothers by a year. His younger brother named Egbert in the middle and Holger was the youngest. Holger. Holger. I like that name. Holger. That's a strong name. It is a strong name. The three grew up in southeastern Germany, very close and loyal to one another. When he was old enough, Ingo signed on for military service and was posted along the Elbe River, where his job was to guard the border. It was around this time that Ingo began constructing his plan to escape in secret. I must go free those golden arches. I just want to travel and seize the world. While on patrol, he familiarized himself with the Elba River and found an area known as the Green Border. There was no wall in this area, but the death strip was full of many hazards to compensate. So do you know what the death strips were? Where people tried to cross and they got mowed down by the... So with the Berlin Wall, a lot of people think just one wall. There was, in right. most places, two concrete walls. And between the concrete walls... Lots of sand, and in this particular place, there were um, trenches to keep vehicles out, minefields, barbed wire, fences, and then just watchtowers with spotlights everywhere. Armed soldiers patrolled the wall and would shoot anyone on site attempting to escape. Ditches, barbed wire, guard dogs, searchlights, and minefields were all also set up to prevent escape attempts. There was also, once you get past the minefields, there was trip wire that if you touched it, spotlights would automatically turn on and just flood the area, <laughs> so... Now, luckily, he is working in the military, so I think he kind of knows what there is to expect. Past the tripwire was, you know, the rest of the sand, and then the river itself, which was at this point not too, too wide, but it was about 150 meters across still, which is a lot. Uh, I guess. We don't work in meters over here, so I can't even tell you how long that is. I have to also be honest with you, because all the sources that I found were written in, like, English editorials and journals. Oh, wonderful. A lot of the stuff is in meters. It's confusing to me how kilometers are shorter than miles, but meters are bigger than feet. After completing his military service, Ingo, now 21, had gotten a job as a street cleaner. After waiting four months and planning very carefully... All I wanted to do was travel the world. Now they got me sweeping the streets. He took a rental car and drove out to the green area border. Ingo cut a hole in the fence and began his slow crawl across the death strip just before midnight. He picked up a little Enterprise rent a car. He did. Drove on over there. Drove on over there. Why, how's nobody seeing him at this point? Well, because he had been patrolling and he knew that this was not a very well-guarded area. Like the blind spot in your car? So Ingo, as he's crawling across the death strip, he's using a wooden block to test the ground in front of him. During the minefield, he's sticking a wooden like block in Oh, that's the right. Sand. There's mines there. I There's forgot about mines. that. And when nothing explodes... 
he knows that it's okay to crawl forward. Does it not matter that his hands attached to that wooden block as he's sticking it in the sand? I'm guessing he's hoping that if there is an explosion, it's like somehow not going to get him. <laughs> Just a wooden block to test for mines. I don't know how he didn't hit a single one, but he didn't. So he made it through, gets past the tripwire, finally makes it to the bank of the Elba when he saw police boats in the water. And then they had a spotlight, but there was a fog in there. And he Polizia. Polizai. Polizai. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Fort Worth guy over here is fluent in German. German. So he saw police boats. They had spotlights, and they were searching for him, but there was a heavy fog that came in, so he hunkered down real low, and they didn't see him. So then he pulls out this inflatable mattress out of a bag that he had with him. He starts blowing it up. He jumps on the mattress and starts paddling across the Elba River, gets the other side, the dude's free. Probably. And went and got a freaking number two and fries and an apple pie That's at McDonald's. Right. So back at home in East Germany, life became a little difficult for the remaining Bethke family. Due to the publicity that Ingo's escape brought, his parents ended up actually losing their government jobs. Wait, yeah, I just realized this dude just left his whole family. Oh, yeah, he left his entire family. Parents I don't feel so great for him anymore. Well, I mean, I kind of do. The dude left communism and he joined us. Yeah, and he He's left team now. everybody just to fend for themselves, and now his family's being punished for Look, it. He'll make it. He'll make it up to you later on in the story. Okay, okay I'm yeah. so excited. What a great guy so far, though. Yeah. His parents lost their jobs, and Holger, the youngest brother, was followed everywhere. But Holger was also determined to join his older brother in freedom. So Holger and Ingo kept up communication through letters with fake return addresses on them, cryptic phone calls, and they would even communicate through other relatives to bring messages to one another. I've seen pictures like where there are parts of the wall where there is no death strip. There's just a wall in the middle. You can actually talk to people through the wall. This reminds me of George Washington's spy ring. You ever read the documentaries on or seen the documentaries on that? No. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing how in the Revolutionary War, how much spies were used. It's kind of crazy. I would love to know more about that. Yeah, that'll be another podcast. It will be another podcast. So while they're communicating, they're devising a plan for Holger's escape. So they come up with an idea, and it is to shoot a cable across the wall and make a zip line. <laughs> they began scouting different sites, checking chimneys, determining whether skylight windows were large enough to fit through. For two weeks, Holger would tie a steel cable to a tree and his car and would practice zip lining in public, claiming to be training for a circus. Hey, boy, what are you doing over there? V what are you doing over here with the zip line? Hmm? Uh, just, uh... Trying to remember my childhood and play on the uh, play on the toys. I, I have a circus that I that I'm in this weekend. Ah, oh, do a yeah, trick yeah. for us. <laughs> okay, perform uh, a trick. This one is the uh, the juggle. Oh, uh, da, juggle. very good. And this this is a handstand. Where is the bear on the ball? Oh, the bear is not here. He is at uh, home. Oh, uh, can you go get the bear? He's in my house. Uh, he's not here. Oh, okay. Uh, can we come back later to see Nine. the bear? Nine. I, uh, okay, he can juggle, so he must... Guten Tag! Oh, okay, he can juggle, so he must be telling the truth. Auf Wiedersehen. Ah, see you later. Come back later with the bear on the ball. We would like to see him. Circus training over here, just going to get back to it. Okay. Okay, we should not interrupt him any longer. Nice, nice people, nice folks. I like those people. Those are nice. Okay, let's go shoot someone. <laughs> on weekends, Holger would travel to the woods and would also practice archery. Okay, <laughs> that's right, because there is a arrow component. There's an arrow to component, this. is this? Right. Yeah. So he's practicing ziplining, making sure he knows what he's doing. Uh, I, I mean, Jared, over there, uh, question? Uh, you have a question? Yeah, uh, yes, my question is, and hopefully this is not uh, too crazy of a question. Your brother just did this with somewhat relative ease. He kind of crawled through the mine and put a block down, then he rode a mattress across and then went to the other side. 
It seems like you're just Why? trying. I One want to get to the other side, but I like a challenge. Uh, I, I want to be a little bit more uh, badass. Duh, duh. Let's see how we can make this as hard as possible. No, that was a, when I was doing this research, that was a serious thought that came up to me. Like, why don't they just try to escape the exact same way that worked before? Like, I think the answer is they're under heavy surveillance and they know how the last guy escaped. So they can't try to repeat that. It won't work again. Seems plausible. Plausible. They say policia. Police. So Holger, Holger is becoming the Robin Hood in Sherwood Forest. I guess the Schwarzwald Forest. <laughs> Such a good whistle. I love that song. Holger had one last drink and gave an emotional goodbye to his brother, Egbert. Gotta be vodka. Probably vodka. Skull. Yeah. That are that are beer. Germans are crazy about their beer. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That afternoon, Holger dressed as an electrician, toting wires <laughs> and cables. Oh, I love it. With his bow and arrows concealed. So he dresses up as an electrician, had cables and all this stuff just hanging from his neck, and then somehow concealed his bow and arrows that like no one could tell what they were. Say, Sugenstein, when did electricians start carrying arrows around? Das ist das. Shall we check into this boy? Mine and cables. It's fine. Oh, that's the boy that uh, ran the circus. Uh, we should not probably have to check on him. Yeah, yesterday you were a uh, circus, you, you circus, and now you are uh, uh, the electrician. Oh, these arrows are to shoot my bear with if he gets out of line. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Google thoughts. Carry on, carry on. He snuck into a five-story apartment building near Treptow Park and hid in the attic for the next 13 hours. <laughs> <laughs> As he's sitting there hiding in the attic at like midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock a.m., he comes out of his hiding spot and begins firing arrows across the wall. It takes him three arrows. The first two didn't make it. The next one, the third one, it makes it. He shoots it 40 meters across the Berlin Wall into West Germany where Ingo was waiting in a house across the way. Catches it in his teeth. Now, on the arrow, trailing the arrow was a nylon string, a nylon line. Ingo finds it. He grabs it, and he starts pulling it through. And the nylon line had been raveled on a champagne bottle where Holger was, so he fired it, and the champagne bottle was unraveling. On the other end of the nylon line is a steel cable tied on Holger's side, who's trying to escape right now. So eventually the steel cable is pulled across the way into West Berlin. And nobody's seeing any of this happen. No, it, it's wow. Really, it's high what great the security they had. Why, high Might as well just towers. walk across. Well, no one's thinking anyone's crazy or stupid enough to actually try this. I think you could, like, I, I think, I mean, if these guys knew what we know in today's time, like from office episodes and stuff, you could just run as fast as you could and do parkour, hardcore parkour, parkour. And they just <laughs> literally just jump across the wall. And before anything can get you, you're on the other side. Too bad they didn't know about all that. No, they didn't know about parkour. It wasn't, it wasn't a thing back then. So the whole steel cable makes it across to the west side. Ingo ties it around the bumper of his car. Holger ties it around the chimney on top of the roof. Ingo gets into his car and pulls his car forward, you know, a couple meters, a couple yards. And snaps it. To pull it taut. What, what if fine. he snapped it? It's fine. It, that would be crazy. Ah, it wouldn't work. Because I pushed the gas too hard. <laughs> the cable ran <laughs> 200, like around 200 yards in space, two hundred meters. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, keep saying meters. Yeah. Two hundred meters. Yeah, I don't really know countries that landed on the moon first. What I their just like I ran like you know, when you run track events, it's in meters. I know, which has always thrown me off. It has because that's not what we do any calculation so in whatsoever. So the cable ran the cable ran two hundred meters, which is half a lap around a high school track. So Holger pulled out a wooden roller that you rolled dough out with. <laughs> <laughs> throws it over the steel cable. Yeah. I, this whole wrists. time I've been waiting when you said zipline, I was like, man, what's he going to use? It's a wooden roller that you bake with. You roll out dough with. Straps it to his wrist and just zooms, takes off, gets stuck about halfway. 
because the dissension wasn't as steep as I thought it was going to be. His mom hasn't been able to make biscuits or cookies for like the last three weeks while he's been out <laughs> trying to practice with all this stuff. Where, where did I put that damn roller? I uh, no, I haven't seen it. He's <laughs> like hiding behind his back. It's just mystery. And huh? they're being so persecuted for the other kid leaving. They probably don't have any food to eat other than rolling out the bread or cookies. This whole thing. I mean, there's stories of redemption here where they're getting across on the other side, but the family leave left behind is not faring very well. No. Well, the family, like I said, the parents wanted to stay there. It's the brothers that wanted out. I'm sure they wanted to stay there after being persecuted after the other one left. They probably found jobs. We've lost 20 pounds because we can't find the bread <laughs> roll. They have no food. We can't buy meat, so we roll bread and cookies. And it's, we not can't- a, it's not a big problem. So for about 10 seconds, as he's dangling about 20 feet up in the air above the guard tower, Holger is sure that he is going to get shot. And the guard below him in the watchtower is asleep. (laughs) Actually, he probably wasn't asleep. He's probably looking at a guy who somehow got a cable stretched across the wall (laughs) and is rolling down on a bread roller. Or maybe he's clapping. That's the best thing I've seen. (laughs) He's in the circus. I saw him practicing Uh in the park. I haven't seen the bear, but this is even better. I knew knew his act did not have a bear. (laughs) So Holger throws his legs up onto the cable and he starts shimmying the rest of the way across because the descension just wasn't steep enough to keep him going. But he makes it. He lands. He gets on the western side, jumps down. Holger and Ingo, they begin embracing. They're having a great old time. They're celebrating. They go out for drinks. But they know that their job is not yet done because they have a third brother. And it's time to bail him out. Ah, I'm so happy to be here. Too bad our parents will die because of the second brother going over. They knew that Egbert, who was remaining back in East Berlin, would be watched even closer than Holger had once Ingo had escaped. So they needed to be very careful and precise in the planning going forward. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, we never liked that guy anyway. He was the least favorite brother. Uh, let's just go live we, our lives. We got along much better. Actually, it's really funny. They opened up a bar together. In- <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. They opened up. They traveled to Cologne and they opened up a bar together and they named it Al Capone. What? Yeah, I really don't understand the thinking behind that, but I guess they were, I don't know, trying to appeal to American tourists, maybe? Uh. In 1984, Egbert, the remaining brother in East Germany, was offered a free ticket to the West by the GDR, but he knew this was a trap. Hey, uh, there's one remaining. Your brother's having let's so just, much uh, fun. Let's just tell him he can come for free. We have heard that your brother's having so much fun over in uh, Cologne. Did you, did you like ticket to that, join them? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can leave. Give you a ticket and uh, you, uh, uh, you bring your brother's bear. Yeah, just, just have them come home, say hi to mama, papa. So he turned it down saying, no, I like the GDR and I uh, plan on staying. So I like the GDR and I plan on staying. Also, another reason why he didn't leave is because his girlfriend at the time said that she would commit suicide if he left. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's like Thomas Jefferson's wife on her deathbed, breathing her last breath and goes, I never want you to marry again. I couldn't stand watching my children <laughs> raised by somebody else. And the dude never married anybody else the rest of his life. Now, he did have about six kids by his slave, oh, but uh, he did not ever marry again. He honored that. So while Cohen in the bar, after hours, Ingo and Holger would rack their brains trying to figure up a way to free their third brother, Egbert. And the idea came while reading, while Ingo was one day reading a Playboy magazine. <laughs> He saw a picture in the magazine, a small one-man helicopter that had been made. Wait, what? Yep. So he thinks to himself, 
this is it. I know how we're going to get Egbert. There was a fair happening in Hanover very soon. So he and Holger traveled there to go see the helicopter. When they got there, they found out the helicopter was not actually operational. It was only a prototype, just an idea. So they were bummed. It's just a little thing at a circus that like rides up and down on a pole. (laughs) Yeah. Like a ride. Yeah. Viva duped. Uh, However, as luck would have it, while they were there at the fair, they ran into two French pilots. The two French pilots got to talking with the two guys, the two brothers, Ingo and Holger, and told them about tiny aircrafts called ultralights, basically a glider. Yeah, it's like a little... Basically a glider with a a shop fan on the back. Like one of those airboat fans on the back. Yeah. That goes through the Everglades. Yeah. So they found out that the ultralights could be bought, transported, assembled, and disassembled in very little time with plenty of practice sort of like the mattress the first guy went over on right so the planning took four years ingo took flying lessons in belgium and afterwards taught holger on his own which was completely illegal so ingo and holger sell their bar use the profits to go and buy two ultralights we sold our bar to get the first ultralight we must sell our kidneys to get the second ultralight (laughs) so in may of 1989 ingo and holger drove to berlin and they sent a coded message to egbert when Egbert received it, he knew that he had to be ready to leave that night. I just picture him sit- reading that and then, like, pulling down his flying goggles and putting them on <laughs> <laughs> with a serious, serious face. I've been waiting for this day for so long. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's, here I come. We are going flying. So on May 26th, Ingo and Holger dressed in military uniforms, and then they painted Soviet stars on the sides of their planes. They believed that German soldiers would think twice before shooting at a Russian airplane. Uh, what is that? It's an airplane! Shoot it! Oh, uh, something's painted That's on... That's the sign of a red star. Something's painted on the side. Is that... Uh, hey, Christian, do, do you think that we should uh, shoot down the plane with the giant uh, red star on it? No, no, I think they in the circus, too. Uh, it, that plane... It's a bear. It, it may have that bear in the plane. Do not shoot. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Egbert was hiding in bushes near Treptow Park as he was worried of being shot if he was spotted. The plan was for Ingo to land one of the planes and pick up Egbert without stopping. If he crashed... Wait, pick him up without stopping? Yeah. Is like, this like a jump really, aboard? Really slow. They're not super fast, so he's going to be going really, really slow, never stop the airplane. Egbert's going to jump in, and he's going to take right <laughs> off again. So if Ingo were to crash trying to land... Holger, who would be circling above, would land and try to pick both of them up, and they'd all tr- they all three would try to take off in one airplane. Now, this is like the greatest plan ever. Neither, neither Ingo nor Holger believed that would actually work, but they thought it was better than nothing. Wait, they-, they didn't think that if one crashed, that all three could fit on one plane. So they were really hoping the first one made it. Uh, guys, rather than coming up with a new plan, we will go with one that doesn't work, but it's better than nothing. We, we do not want to uh, crash the airplane, so please, as they say, uh, don't screw the pooch. <laughs> <laughs> You're always messing things up. <laughs> Grow up, boy. So as the two airplanes began approaching the landing strip, and they picked out this giant field, plenty of landing area, they realized someone had pitched a giant freaking circus tent right in the middle of the field. <laughs> That's is where the bears are. Ah! It's all fucking together for good. <laughs> he touched down on the grass, slowed the plane down enough to turn 180 degrees and kept the plane rolling, heading into the wind to take off again. At this point, Egbert springs out of the bush to the airplane. Wait for me. Don't take off. <laughs> they came over the trees. I was so excited and asked if I was meant to come out. But Ingo said, not yet. I was so afraid the police would arrive that someone had seen me or followed me. So he jumps in. Now, keep in mind, these are two brothers that grew up really close, but they have not seen each other in 14 years. Wow. He jumps in and they look at each other for a split second enough to realize, 
okay, I, I, I know you. There's no time to celebrate, no time to hug, no time they to They look at each up. other for a split second and go, Vate, you're not the guy supposed to yeah. be flying. Who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> Abort! <laughs> you're not Egbert. <laughs> so they jump in. As the plane gets rolling again, Ingo gives Egbert a helmet, punches the throttle, and they start taking off. Now, since the plane is heavier because one person has been added, it takes a lot longer to get up to speed. <laughs> Bailey gets off the ground in time. Now, instead of heading west to Berlin as quickly as possible, they decided to kind of showboat a little bit, and they flew over the wall for a couple miles just enjoying They're doing aerial loops in their ultra. Loop, loop to loop. And the whole time the uh, guy's supposed to be shooting him are like, Zah, must be a part of the circus. <laughs> That's right. Oh, great entertainment. Now, Holger, who was in the plane above watching this whole thing go down, what do you think he was doing? Hey, saying, what are you <laughs> doing? What are you fighting for? Come on. No, he was filming all of this. If you guys want to see footage of all this happening... You can find it on YouTube. And if you just type in Beth Key Brothers Escape, you will find clips from a documentary that aired on the History Channel, interviews with them because they're still alive. Three brothers finally reunited within 14 years. They go to a local pub where all of Ingo and Holger's friends are waiting. They introduce the third and final brother, and everyone's just partying. What are we going to talk about? You've really put on some weight. The golden hutches look so glorious. (laughs) Can you imagine how great it felt when they got to the other side and they knew they were all free? Oh, yeah. We mustn't celebrate. Let's go get a Big Mac and a beer. Let's go to the disco. Let's get out of here. 